We are a global network of value-centered professionals and entrepreneurs supplying information, resources, and strategic relationships to keep ahead in our world. We seek to influence the emergence of a new generation of leaders to become aces in their different fields of endeavor. We mentor, train, and network people with shared values and aspirations. We are Ace Foundation, connecting people of like minds all around the world. So what was the lie that Satan sold to the angels? He called them one day and said, Hey, guys, come, come. I was just in a meeting. God just called a meeting of the Trinity. And I said, what happened? He said, guys, sit down. We are finished. He said, God just came up with a plan. He said, he's going to raise a new generation of people on earth. He's going to start with a man. And I said, so what's the problem? He said, no, you don't understand. In that meeting that God called, he was explaining to them, he's going to make this man in his own image. After his likeness. And they are going to be his sons on earth. They are going to replicate his DNA on earth and govern the earth just like him. So they said, so they said to him, we don't understand what you're saying. What's the problem? He said, in that meeting, I had him telling them that when I created the angels, that's me and you guys, the plan I had was that these people will serve the seed, my sons, when they are created. So he called the meeting to inform them that those men for whom I created these angels at the time has come for the man to appear. So then they said, what are you trying to say? He said, God has cheated us. We, are, we don't have an inheritance with him. The owners of the inheritance are about to show up and we are going to be their servants. So all the years we've been with him from time immemorial, we are all meant to be boy boys. That was a lie that got them behind him. He said, your destiny is to serve the man he's about to create on earth. That's your future. You're all house boys for life. So they said, let us dethrone him. And I said, let's make contact with the cherubim, the guys that got him behind. Once we take off those two, the other guy said, we'll come from the south. The other one said, we'll come from the east. They all had their plans. What they did not know was that they were talking about the silent listener to every conversation. What they also did not realize is that God is a person that guards his guards. Do you understand what I'm saying? The man who is sitting behind him as a cherub covering him, he's one that covers him. Can you imagine the Bible says, in him is light, there is no darkness in him. The devil thought that's how God operates. The first time he showed up, he made darkness his pavilion. He hid inside darkness and he could not be seen. How do you fight somebody you cannot see? How can you explain a God you cannot describe? So they, so they all had said, okay, okay, we know, we know. Ah. And I said, how does it? He said, ah, no, 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 we know. I know where he sits. He gave them the all plan. This guy should come from the east. He's not west and south. And then suddenly they realized they all show up that day and discover they can't take a step near. How do you approach an unapproachable light? Can you come closer to the sun? You will roast. And they said to the devil, boy, you did not tell us this part now. Hey, you did not tell us this part. The devil said, shh. Let us move. When he comes for service, when the angels begin to worship, let us, they tried every plan. When God got tired of the gimmick, 
He just sneezed and they all disappeared into the earth. That's how one third of the angels left. Now, whenever the seed shows up, the weed comes to an end. The weed's rain comes to an end. Nature does not respect the vacuum. So when Joshua, when Moses sent those spies into Canaan, the report they came back with was factually speaking a true report. They said to Moses, hey, Luko, he said God has given us this land. We don't, we don't disbelieve you. And believe me, that land was paid for by Abraham. Are you aware? He was given the title deed of that land. When he wanted to bury his wife, do you remember the inhabitants of the land? He called them and they said, no, 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 no. You are one of us. You've been a good gentleman, so on and so forth. Why don't we, anywhere you want, bury your wife. He said, no, that I want to pay and buy the property. Yeah, I'll bury my wife. So they counted, they did um, a calculation of the worth of the place. And they, and they paid, and Abraham paid. And they gave him the deed of assignment. That's what the Bible calls it. The deed of assignment for that property. So Abraham had a legitimate title of that property. But guess what happened? The descendants of Abraham did not move into that property. They moved down to Egypt via Joseph. And they dwelt with Egypt for four centuries. The land did not remain like that. Too. During those four centuries, guys occupied it. The Canaanites, the Agagites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Amorites, all the rites. They moved into that place. And this one will die, hand over to his son, the next one. Meanwhile, the original title owner was in Egypt. See, eventually, these guys are now coming with their sea of O. They had gotten to the rivers of Jordan. They, they had the sea of O to, <laughs> you know, how life could be. They got to Jordan. So Moses sent spies, 12 of them. When they got in there and saw what the small weeds had become, heavy bushes, they came back and said, we're not doubting the authenticity of this year of all you have. So what I'm trying to tell you is that the guys who are in that place don't have respect for documents. The weeds had grown into the terrible looking fierce trees. I know the funny thing, all you needed to die was to show you were the owner of the land. There's nothing the weed hates more than the seed. Because the seed determines the future of the weed. So wherever the son appears with his inheritance rights, his life becomes threatened. Instantly threatened. So the crisis of nations, why there will never be world peace. There will never be world peace. Never be. I mean, world peace is a mirage. That's what the Antichrist will promise. And they will enthrone him. But he will not be able to achieve it. As long as that thing Solomon saw in Ecclesiastes 10, as long as servants ride on horsebacks and priests walk on feet, there will never be peace. And the servants are not willing to get down from their horsebacks for the princes to take the original. That is the crisis of nations. Everybody around the world knows that the sons of God are on earth and that God has a plan to transfer the heritage of this world to his sons. So, what are we talking about? You want Barack Obama to step down and say, okay, 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 guys, understand what you're saying. Let us look for a believer who will be 
Nobody wants to give up his territory because you are a son. So there's a conspiracy to massacre and decimate the Christian population. Look at what Hitler did. Have you asked yourself, why does this keep happening? The president of a foreign nation gets up and gives a mandate to kill, not to arrest, not to imprison, to kill every Jew in his nation. What did the Jews do? And while as a sitting president, he massacred six million Jews. What did they do? Herod the Great was there sitting comfortably in his throne. Suddenly, three men showed up and said, said, yes, what are you guys doing here? They said, a king has been born. Herod got up. A king? He said, yes. He said, oh, good news. Good news. Please, can you guys find out where, so that I too can also go and honor him like you. Of course, an angel warned them. Not to get back. So, to, so after they, they, they met Jesus, they disappeared through another route. But in search of this king, Herod murdered two million infants. Two million babies died because of Jesus. Two million. That is how much the weed hates the seed. It will never change. So the moment a righteous man comes, especially when a man who doesn't have a covenant with God, See somebody who has a covenant with God come under his chain of influence, maybe as a subordinate. He knows his time is about to expire. He will do everything humanly possible to kill that seed. Because when an employer is not a covenant person and he has a subordinate as a covenant person, what it simply means is that there's going to be a transfer of inheritance sooner or later. And the man who is sitting there on the horseback knows that the person walking on foot is there looking for his throne. He will do everything. No matter how righteous you are, no matter how nice, no matter how much you serve him and call him sir. If I, when you call him sir, is there something behind it? Something behind this sir? Is, when you say good morning without a sir, he said, I've always said he doesn't respect me. And I say good morning sir. He said, <laughs> Why? He knows I'm a servant. That man is a son of God. Now, in Galatians chapter 4, Paul began to explain this. And I want to bring, I want to, I'm going to give, bring this summary to an end. I turn back to that Galatians 4. Now, I say that the heir, the seed, as long as he's a child, differed nothing from a servant. Though he be what? The Lord of all. But he's under tutors and governors until the time appointed by the father. Now, what is this time appointed by the father? When is this time when the heir, who is a child, will take over the inheritance from the servant, who is the present custodian? That time is when the child becomes a man. Because look at what, what he said the time appointed by the father. And he said, here, the heir, as long as what? As long as. Is somebody getting what I'm saying tonight? As long as. So the time span here is determined by the transition from childhood to sonship. The moment the child becomes a son, this man's job comes to an end. So can you begin to understand the reason why Saul changed when the oil came upon David? He knew it was a question of time. There were two things to do. To acknowledge that his time was up and hand over peacefully like Jonathan. Acknowledge 
the faith or kill the seed. Only one of those two will happen. So what it tells you, ladies and gentlemen, is this. That God is waiting for you to make this transition from infanthood. He said, as long as you are a baby Christian, you are not different from a servant. So God can't give you the job. God can't give you the heritage. Because you haven't built capacity for it. Remember, there are two things happening. The wealth of the world is in the hand of this servant who has capacity to carry and to contain and to manage the world. It was capacity and experience and expertise that gave this man the job. Are you following? But the owner of that wealth is this man. So two things are happening. Two things are happening. There is wealth. There is an inheritance to share. Presently, God takes it and gives to a man who has capacity to manage it. But the person who it belongs to does not have capacity to manage it. It belongs to this person. But God gives it to that man because of capacity. Now what happens? This one begins to grow and develop capacity. The moment he develops capacity, moves from childhood to sonship, this man's job expires. It's either the servant hands over or he kills this person. It's the reason why Jews are being murdered because Jews have built capacity to rule the world. They are educated people. They are great intellectuals. They have management expertise. And the world knows that everything Israel needs to become the rulers of this globe is already built in there. So the surrounding neighbors have come together and there's a document signed by the kings of those 12 Arab nations to exterminate Israel. It is, it is signed, a document signed by the 12 nations that Israel must be exterminated. Why? Because we are weeds and this is a seed. So all the painting, world peace, negotiation, reconciliation is all a mirage. One day they are going to turn a nuclear weapon, point it at that nation and let it go. But God has a plan. God has a plan. Now I'm going to show you something because this is where we are coming. The reason why I'm sharing these things with you is to prepare you for persecution. Prepare you for trials. To prepare you for challenges when they come. Dear friend, thank you for listening to today's message. Your life can be very chaotic and sometimes you simply want to give up hope. Want to assure you that God loves you and cares a lot about you. Put your hands on your chest and pray for you. Lord, I ask that this listener, my friend, will experience a turnaround. His life, his finances, his family, her hopes and dreams, cause the change she desires to come through quicker than he or she expected. I give you praise for this miracle. In the name of Jesus. The Ace Graduate School is Nigeria's premier human resource refinery, reasoned from the East as a solution to the endless search of employers and job seekers. The AGS offers to the employer high-value-driven and principle-centered staff and dream jobs to the unemployed. Connect, learn, discover, become the change you wish for. Visit www.acegraduateschool.com and get enrolled today. For further inquiries, call 0816-262-8472. Thank you.